Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there. So, uh... Have you, uh, is your, I know it's kind of a personal question. Is your internet sort of, you know, clogged up? <laughs> could you I, use more fiber in your internet diet? I, I, I'm sure I could. And Google, if you're listening, I would like some Google fiber. Uh, terrible, terrible jokes aside. Um, and I really wanted to avoid it, but I couldn't. Um, <laughs> I'm weak. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Google fiber, which, uh, isn't, a new breakfast supplement. It is, in fact, really, really fast internet. Um, even yeah. for those parts of the world that have pretty darn fast internet, um, you know, this is this is really cutting edge. Um, yeah. A lot of us here in the United States, where Google Fiber is is operating, have uh, well, even talking about broadband speeds, usually less than five megabits per second. Uh, certainly less than ten megabits per second, and that's Reasonably fast for I, a lot of applications. Mine's faster than that, or at least 
the advertised speed is faster than that. The actual yes. speed versus the av- advertised speed is also uh, an issue. But um, yes, there are certain areas where you can get faster, but we're talking way faster than even that. Yeah, no, I, I mean we've, we've talked about uh, how South Korea and uh, and Iceland, among other places, have you know in the in the easily double digits, you know, thirty or fifty megabits per second. Yeah, but this is faster than that. Yeah, this is talking about a gigabit per second. So is, a thousand megabits per second. Yeah, that's that's incredibly fast. Now, to to really kind of get an idea about this, you have to go back a little bit. So, uh, well. I dusted it off. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we found it. I you was know, wondering what that big uh, lump was under the sheet. Yeah, the Stuff You Should Know guys left it. In, uh it was weird. I don't know what they were doing, but they were in uh, apparently 14th century Scotland. There really? was like, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I think they were shopping for kilts. I could have told them that they needed to go to 17th century at the, at the, at the earliest. But anyway, found it. Let's get in the Wayback Machine. Okay. All right. After you. Okay. Now, I'm just going to set this to March 2010 here. And push the button, Frank. All right. Now, let's open the door. You know, I don't remember that being so disorienting. Deafening, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. For a minute there, all I, would, I could hear was bagpipe music. I, well, that's... Still some after effects from the Wayback Machine. So Google announced in March 2010 uh, that they were going to do this. They were going to run fiber out to some community in the United States, and it would give speeds up to a, a gigabit per second. And uh, and and the cities across the United States responded pretty enthusiastically, all wanting to um. Well, not to, all of them, but a well, lot. not all of them. Many of them wanting to to court Google to come there. So, uh, uh, let's see if uh, let's see. Let me just uh, let me just unroll this map here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you yeah. see you see the state here. Um, there's uh, it's a uh, state uh, Kansas. Yes. Okay, now you see this city here, Topeka. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what Topeka did in order to try and get Google to come there? Is that the uh, the city that renamed itself? Google. Yes, they renamed themselves Google for a day. Google so, Kansas. Google Kansas. Uh, that's not a command. We're not asking you to go out and Google Kansas. That's what Kansas, Topeka, Kansas renamed itself in order to try and tempt Google to choose that city for well, the for the test run of Google Fiber. Yes, yes, and that's actually uh, not too far from when they actually from where they actually did decide to yeah. uh, to land. Uh, actually, we should probably get back to present day to talk about that. All right. Hey, uh, after this, you want to play some golf? Uh, I was thinking of getting some scotch eggs, mm. you know, maybe some haggis, which is weird. All right, get back in. All right. All right. Stop shoving. It's tight in here, all right? It's all the sheep. All right, press the button. All right, so uh, let's get back to our normal spaces here. Um, Yeah, uh, it did actually, Google did choose a city not incredibly far from Topeka. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the city chosen was Kansas City. Actually, two cities called Kansas City. Yes. Well, as it happens, they're not exactly uh, distant from one another. All right. So if you are not from the United States, or maybe you are from the United States, but you're not really familiar with Kansas and uh, Missouri, there are cities that neighbor one another, uh, both called Kansas City. And one is in Missouri, and one is in Kansas. And uh, the Kansas and Missouri rivers 
sort of define the the borders of these cities. Yeah. Uh, to some extent, uh, Kansas City was what Google chose to extend the fiber to to use as the test run for Google Fiber, mm-hmm. and both Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. We're, we'll get the Google Fiber in this initial run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the specific neighborhoods within these cities uh, will be determined by how passionately the the inhabitants want Google Fiber. They actually have to go in and register, put their zip code in uh, to try and uh, petition, essentially, Google to run Fiber out to that neighborhood because – Running this fiber is going to be expensive. So Google wants to make sure that they can get the most bang for the buck by running the fiber out to the neighborhoods where people are saying, I'm going to be a subscriber. I want this service. So uh, so, so, what does Google call those groups of people? They call these areas fiberhoods. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's a name that has been met mostly with um, some <laughs> – yeah, exactly. That's the reaction I've heard from almost all of my tech journalism buddies. Actually, I, I imagine that most people go, that's really silly, but it's okay by me if Google will put one gigabit internet in my house. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting to, uh, to talk about that. You think about that. Um, we're talking for, for the purposes of this exercise, we're talking about sort of the days before every home and I use every loosely, uh, is wired for telephone and every home is wired for electricity. I mean, that infrastructure is pretty robust now. Yeah. But um, Google is starting from scratch in a yeah. lot of this case. I mean, uh, we talk about um, uh, DSL, for example, or cable. Um, that that information, that Internet service is coming in over copper in the case of uh, uh Cable, it's you know copper cable or twisted pair copper in the the case of uh, phone based internet services. Yeah, there's um, some fiber networks out there already, but they are they're the exception as opposed to the rule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fiber optics are play a very important role in our telecommunications, but they're more uh, backbone, if you will, than yeah. they are. Individually wired neighborhoods. Yeah, there's there there are very few true examples of fiber to the home. Yes, or there F-T-T-H. are some. There are some. Yeah, but um, it's not widespread. Yeah, I mean uh, Verizon uh, FiOS. Yep. Up in the northeastern United States, primarily, mm-hmm. um, but they don't reach speeds like this. No. Um, so you know this is this is uh, well actually this also sort of reminds me of Thunderbolt. Um, yes. Intel's technology, uh, which was initially going to be uh, called something different, um, Light Peak, Light Peak, which uh, uh, you know was going to use fiber optic signals, transferring information by light yeah. rather than over as an electronic signal over copper. What's interesting is that first generation of Light Peak and Thunderbolt uh, wires happens to use copper. Yes, they they have not made that transition to fiber optics in that line of products as of yet. Yet. Um so this is uh, you know not foreign brand new technology but it is uh cutting edge for the way they're using it. Yeah. So and they're it, having to do this all uh you know not by hand but yeah, I mean they're laying new networks. Yeah, and it's it's expensive. It's 
a lot of work. It's a lot of construction that you have to worry about. You have you to get permits for yep, all this stuff. You have to schedule all this stuff so that you try and impact the neighborhoods as little as possible while you're trying to lay all this, this fiber optic cable. Try it's, not to hit all the other, uh, all the other lines. Lines, yeah, the gas, gas lines, and electricity, exactly. and water, and yeah. Yeah, there's, there's just a, a lot, lot of work. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a huge project. And so what Google has done is it's asked people to, um, to essentially petition Google to bring the, uh, fiber hood to make their neighborhood a fiber hood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you have to hit a certain threshold before Google will consider your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of different things that fa- factor into that consideration. Uh, where else Google will be building that network. Mm-hmm. So the easier, like the closer your neighborhood is to an existing fiber hood, the better your chances are because yeah. it's an extension of something that's already there. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you are in an isolated neighborhood that really wants this, but all the surrounding neighborhoods around you don't really care. It makes it much more challenging for Google. Even if, even if the passion is there within that one neighborhood, you have to figure out, well, we're going to be running cable there somehow. So that's, this is a problem. Yeah. You have to know who are the people in your fiber hood, the yes. people that you meet while you're walking down the street. Uh. The people that you meet each day. It's a beautiful day in the fiberhood. Yeah, if you if you could talk them into uh, to signing up with you, your your chances improve significantly. Yes. Now the it's it's not it's not a, a free service or anything. No. I mean, this is uh, for one thing. In order for you to be in on the ground floor of this, uh, there's a three hundred dollar fee, which you pay so that you that goes toward the construction fee that Google will have to pay. Yes. And then there's a monthly subscription fee. If you want that gigabit per second internet connection, uh, it's $70, I believe. Yeah, $70 if you want internet alone. Each month. Oh, wait. Did I say internet alone? Uh, yes, believe it or not, uh, the, this brand new service is like many others here in the United States. You can bundle it with another service. Yes. And, uh, for Google, this, this, uh, new service is television. Yeah. Um, there, uh, if you, if you decide you want the TV with it, um, you can add that too. Now, uh, TV and internet is $120 a month, mm-hmm. which is competitive with a lot of other services in a lot of other cities, which I, I want to come back to later. Um, but this is, this is sort of an interesting thing too. Um, they, they are including a DVR with this mm-hmm. with eight tuners, which means you can watch and or record eight shows at one time, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a lot if you have only one screen, but you know, um, yeah. I, I, for every hour I watch, I record seven more. I'll never have the time to watch all the TV I want to watch. Kind of, yes. like, kind of like YouTube, how you know, 48, 62 hours, whatever, is added every minute. So therefore, there's way more video that is added every minute that you could ever possibly watch. Yes, exactly. Uh, it, it can record. Apparently, these um, these new uh, DVRs can record up to 500 hours of high definition TV. Now, it is important to note um, that one gigabit of uh, bandwidth can give you a whole lot. Of information. Yes. So high definition programming, uh, streaming audio and video, uh, via internet, you should have 
no hiccups really with any of that. You should have clear signals as far as TV, as far as internet goes. Uh, of course your mileage may vary, um, you know, once this gets into practice. But those of us who use a, uh, um, an online service, for for example, um, some of the the uh, streaming movie services, mm-hmm. um, you know, you might have hiccups depending on what kind of service you have, depending on the speed of your internet. Uh, in some cases, depending on the weather, um, you know, those things those things factor into our services. And for Google Fiber, it should be significantly less. Yeah. So they're they're offering a a competitive product to the people of Kansas City. Um, at, uh, that, that offers them, I would say, I would argue, a premium product at a competitive price. They also have offered to uh, to build free connections to a certain selection of public buildings in mm-hmm. both Kansas cities. Um, the two cities got together and made up a list of public buildings that they thought should be connected to this and Google is going to connect them for free as part of as part of the whole deal of bringing this to the Kansas City area. So that's kind of cool too that this gigabit per second connection is going to be a public utility in certain instances. Like I would imagine, you know, if if it's connected to certain colleges or libraries that kind of stuff, um that would be a huge benefit for anyone who uses those facilities. Mhm. And as an added incentive, the first subscribers are being offered a Google Nexus 7 uh, tablet. I I have used said tablet. I actually have one in my bag right now. Um, yeah, and that tablet can be used as even uh, a controller for the TV, I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then you have a big tablet remote control. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. So, uh, so these are things that, uh, that make Google Fiber a really compelling story. And, and for the first few days, uh, at least in the tech media, um, after they announced that they were going ahead and doing this and could please, people in Kansas City please speak up if they were interested, uh, there was a lot of coverage. And since then I've seen a lot of people saying, hey, well, you know, it ain't that great. Um, the thing is. A little sour grapes there. I, I yeah, well, I, I think, I think it's interesting to talk about the uh, the benefits and detriments of it, or as one article I saw it put, pros and cons. Um, you know, it's not the kind of thing. It's true. If you, if you live in Seattle, Washington, which for those of you not um, familiar with American geography, that's pretty darn far away from Kansas City. It's not next door. No. No. Uh, so for, for them, Kansas City is not in their fiber hood. Um, so the people who serve... Seattle, Washington with, uh, internet service and TV service probably are not quaking in their boots at the prospect of Google walking in tomorrow and offering fiber service. But they should be cons- thinking about it. I mean, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. for example, has, uh, an option for if you are an internet subscriber in, in Chattanooga, you may, uh, qualify for their one gigabit uh, internet service. Now, there is a hefty fee that goes along with it. It's more expensive, or at least was last time I checked, than what Google is offering. Um, but that's being offered by a private company. And the people in Seattle are certainly not worried about them coming in tomorrow. But Google, on the other hand, has a bit more capital at its... at its. Uh, <laughs> Google's uh, pockets are deep, y'all. That's what I was going for. So uh, this is a test for Google. And they have made it clear that it's a test. So the question is, which fiber hood outside Kansas, the Kansas cities, is going to be next? Yeah. Yeah. And, so and what's going to happen? It's. I mean, Google's definitely shown an interest in this sort of thing before. And in fact, when they announced it back in March 2010, it was clear that this is kind of a pilot program. And and it could have been anywhere that, yeah. that really spoke up. And if it works, then. We can expect it to eventually roll out to other cities. And, you know, how Google chooses those cities is probably going to be a pretty complicated process, partly by how realistic is it to 
lay the infrastructure. Some cities, it may be way more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. Um, things like population density are going to matter because, of course, if everyone's all spread out, then that's a lot more work for a certain number of customers that you might be able to, you know, you might be able to find the same number in a much more condensed area in a different city, which could theoretically be easier to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lay as much cable or disrupt as much of the area. Geography so, will also play a part. Yep. Uh, mountainous areas are are notoriously difficult to, to lay uh, cable in, which is why uh, so many people in the mountains use satellite television. Yeah, it, it's it, there are a lot of factors that are going to go into play for this kind of uh, decision-making process. So mm-hmm. um, even – and that's if this program is a success and if Google can actually see it generate revenue. Yeah. Uh, because – it may turn out that Google really takes a look at this and says, you know, we're charging a fair price as far as the market is concerned. Yeah. But we're not getting enough return for this to be profitable. We're going to lose money on it. Does it make sense for us to support it? If that's the case, we may not see the fiber rollout anywhere else. Yep. Yep. And, uh, well, hey, in, uh, in 2012, we've already seen, uh, Google shutter many projects that either duplicate other services, even though they had some unique qualities to them. Or just uh, never really got any traction. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, Google is not, uh, as deep as its pockets are, Google is not going to just throw money at it if if it's never going to produce any kind of return. Yeah. However, I I think that this is going to make, and this is one of the very first things I thought when I saw that the uh you know the real plan for google fiber and the, the cost of what it was going to be for a, a a subscriber and all these things i thought you know what all these other companies the big companies that offer internet access telephone and uh tv services mm-hmm. to people especially in the united states because i can think of those companies off the top of my head i'm familiar with them yep they're going to have to reconsider what they offer because when when a company the size of Google decides it wants to get into something like this and it's making this offer and it's it's on the table for the people of Kansas City and well Kansas City um the people who are offering those services in Kansas City right now are going how are we going to compete with this yeah and they're going to have to compete with that in other cities that that Google wants to to make that challenge in. So ultimately this is going to bring a lower cost, well, I hope, is going to bring a lower cost offering that offers better quality services. Yeah. For yeah. the rest of us. Yeah, competition is always a good thing. Yes. For the consumer at least. Well, I mean, usually. <laughs> well, true competition always turns out to be good for the consumer. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of industries out there where there appears to be competition. But isn't? But there isn't really. Yeah. That's more like collusion than <laughs> competition, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, what, yeah. you don't like price fixing? Yeah. Uh, only, only at five star restaurants. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's such an interesting project to me. I really, I'm, you know, I remember that I was like, uh, when, when the first announcement came out in March 2010, I remember thinking, I hope Atlanta really, really rallies to get this because I would love to have the ability to tap into that kind of broadband speed. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, of course, that's not how it turned out. And I'm still hopeful that perhaps Atlanta would be on uh, not too far down the list of potential cities should Google decide to roll this out to, to larger areas uh, or areas beyond the Kansas City area. Um, and, 
you know, you think about that, about how that would affect everything you do online. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you potentially you would be able to download huge files at, in a in a heartbeat, uh, but you'd also be able to do things like watch content streaming without too much difficulty. You could get it in high definition without worrying about buffering problems, things like that. Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. But with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices. And that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is, experience. And you can finally say goodbye to the costly mistakes and risks that come from manual work and spreadsheets. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts 
that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's one other thing that's curious about this. What's that? Um, we've talked about certain providers offering caps on bandwidth before, mm-hmm. like uh, especially for for uh, uh, smartphones. That's a that's a big deal for smartphones, especially because uh, you use uh, data over a network, any kind of network, and you're using up a, f- a portion of the traffic that that network can carry. Um, for for uh, mobile networks, that's pretty taxing. But uh, you know they're off also having that same problem with cable and uh, uh, telephone networks that are using uh, being used to deliver DSL and cable. Um, wireless internet networks, um, WiMAX, for example. So, uh, so a lot of providers offer a cap. You can download this amount of traffic per month after which you will be cut off or you will be throttled so it's slower or you'll have to pay extra. Right. Google Fiber, as of right now, maybe it's part of the test, but Google Fiber is not being capped as far as bandwidth is concerned. It's also interesting to me that there are Essentially, three different approaches to what you can do with Google Fiber. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, if you go – they actually have a free internet sele- uh, option. Mm-hmm. And this is if you pay the $300 construction fee. Yeah. Then you would get free internet access for at least seven years, but the uh, the speed would be five megabits per second. Hmm. So five megabits per second download, one megabit per second upload. So you you are throttled in the sense that you aren't going to get that super fast um, connection that people who are paying the full subscription are getting. But you are uh, you're doing it for free once you pay that upfront cost of three hundred dollars. Yeah. So for seven years, I mean that's pretty that's that's pretty incredible. Uh, and they, they will even, Google even has it where they'll have a payment plan where you could do $25 a month for a year. And then, so you're paying $25 for five megabits per second download speeds, uh, for, for one year. And then after that, for the next six years, you don't pay anything. Hmm. That is a sweet, sweet deal for those of us who are used to those speeds, but much higher prices. Yes. Um, and then for the internet and TV internet deals, if you enter into a contract, they waive the $300 construction fee. Hmm. So I believe with the internet deal, it's a one-year contract uh, at $70 a month. And with the TV and internet, it's a two-year contract at $120 a month. And in either of those, if you enter the contract, they waive that fee. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to enter a contract from what I understand. And in that case, you would pay the fee up front plus the subscription. Yeah. So – if you, uh, you know, for those of us who might have the extra money to be able to, to pay that, we might think, well, let me go ahead and, you know, Google's got a reputation of occasionally starting things that just don't work out or the execution doesn't live up to the promise. Yeah. Maybe I want to be more careful about this and not lock myself down into a contract that I might regret later. So that's a good, 
uh, option for people who have that extra cash up front where they can pay that $300 fee. Essentially, they're thinking, well, this is my get out of jail free, uh, card that yeah. I, it's not free. It's 300 bucks, but, but it lets me get out of this if I think that it's not a great fit for what I need. Right. Right. Now I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, and I, I hope that it's a successful trial. Even if uh, Google Fiber doesn't come here specifically, uh, simply because I think it could the business model, in addition to the the product offering itself, could mm. prove transformative for uh, high speed internet in the United States at least. But then again, this is Google is a company uh, of a size and reach that could change the way internet is used around the world. So it could it could very well have an effect over uh, people on virtually every continent and the uh, and the planet. Yeah, possibly some other planets. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we talked about Mars not long ago. That's true. We can, we can cover Mars with fiber. It's nothing there, but you can get data really quickly <laughs> from one side of the planet to the other. Does the Curiosity rover have a, an Ethernet jack? It, <laughs> that would be a weird thing to include on that be funny but weird uh yeah i mean i i too am really curious to see how this turns out and i definitely think that there are going to be some ramifications um that will go beyond this kansas city area even if google fiber itself never extends beyond those neighborhoods Uh, it at least is getting some pretty entrenched industries rethinking their their approaches yeah so uh, that could that could end up being great news for us down the line here in the United States. Definitely. And then maybe, you know, who knows? If this becomes a wild success, then this could eventually extend to all different areas around the world. And Google could once more uh, push itself further along the path to world domination. <laughs> That's true. And then uh, we will just await Google's uh, ultimate and inevitable renaming to Skynet. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you have anything comes, else to add about Google Fiber? No, no, not really. But right. uh, it, it, uh, you know, people have been talking about uh, how it is limited, and include that includes, uh, you know, some of the channels. Not they don't have all the networks and everything yet. Yeah, there's a lot of content issues that they have to sort out. But it, but it's early. That this is a trial. They're going to have to work this kind of thing out. Um, and I think that it is very possible that that these things will get sorted out as time goes on. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to have a reach into other, uh, you know. I think it will affect television, the way television is delivered, the way uh, phone is delivered. You know, as we switch over to more of a uh, VoIP or voice over internet protocol um, solution. You know, it's it'll provide better quality voice calls, even if we want to do that, or video calls. So, um, you know, there. There's a lot of th- this will affect a lot of people, I think, a lot more than you might think just by it being limited to Kansas City and Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So keep your eyes peeled, guys. And if uh, hey, if we have any listeners in the Kansas City area that are actually going to be part of this, they are in a fiberhood and they're going to subscribe to this. Uh, let us know. Send us a message. Tell us what you think. Tell us what the experience is like so far. Uh, the first neighborhoods, I think, are getting hooked up in September 2012, which might not be too long after this podcast actually goes live. We're recording it in in early August 2012, but of course, the episodes are recorded well ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So if anyone out there 
is a uh, Google Fiber customer uh, and they would like to share their experience with what it's been like, let us know. Uh, especially if you want to make us turn green with envy and talk about how you wrote the response before we were able to ask the question because that's just how fast your internet is. It's not easy being green. I guess not. All right, guys. That wraps it up for this episode. If you have any topics you would like us to tackle in future episodes of Tech Stuff, you can let us know in an email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle at both of those is techstuffhsw. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, With SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.